You're listening to the DCC Sermon Podcast. Let's join in for this week's message. Without further ado, if you got your Bibles, turn to Matthew. Title of this message is Persistence. And I just have to throw this disclaimer out there because this message was already typed up and ready to go before I went to the opening day of Little League yesterday. (laughs) So, I mean, when you go to a Little League event and the children, bless their, the children, bless the children, Lord. Bless the children and the parents, Lord. Matthew chapter 24, verse 10. And at that time, many will fall away and will deliver up one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise, will mislead many. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. But the one who endures, the one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world for a witness to all the nations, and then the end shall come. We read this, and we think about, we don't think about day-to-day life. We think about end-time stuff. We think about the doom and the gloom. We think about the falling away is going to come. No, listen, falling away has been happening ever since Adam and Eve. And we get in this mindset that falling away is just tribulation times. And But here's what I'm going to tell you. If we don't get our minds set right, in the day in which we live right now, it is a huge turn because of our culture and because of the way things uh, are, have been going for the past hundred years is that getting the mindset to be persistent, getting the mindset to persevere, getting the mindset to endure, whew, it's work. It don't just happen. Hebrews chapter 3 Verse 12 says, let me find it. I wrote the wrong one down. What is Hebrews? Yeah. Why am I not in Hebrews 3? Why is mine... Oh, there it is. It was under my bookmark. Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart. Let me read that again. Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart in falling away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, 
lest any one of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Look at all these words. Psalms 101, verse 3. says, I will set no worthless thing before my eyes. This is King David. I hate the works of those who fall away. It shall not fasten its grip on me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will know no evil. Look what David is saying. David is one who committed adultery, connived to try to get, committed murder to try to cover it up. Come on. But yet here David is starting to say, I'm, I'm not going that route. He's got an inner dialogue that's saying, hey, I gotta, I'm going to work this thing out. I'm working this thing out. I'm working this thing out. Come on, y'all seeing what I'm saying? See, falling away has been a part of a believer's life since the very beginning. And none of us in here are exempt from it. And we have to endure. We have to work. Come on. See, and that's, that's the wonderful thing that I love about this body right here. No church is perfect. There's not one. But the good thing I love about this church right here is we all know we're screwed up. And one thing I can say about this body is that there's not no judgmental or, come on, y'all hearing what I'm saying? Ain't nobody, you know what they did? You know what they did? No. Look what I, I I'm working this thing out. Come on, y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, ain't none of us really got it all figured out yet. I don't, even, I don't care how long a man sat in the pulpit, he still doesn't understand the power of the Holy Ghost that he has because it's so limitless. How can we try to put boundaries around something that has no boundaries? Are y'all with me? And so we're always working at not falling away and having an unbelieving heart. Does that make sense? And there's always trying to be some wickedness trying to slip in there to get us in doubt and fear and worry and anxiety. And we're just working through this. Come on. It's like learning, you know, it takes a while to learn how to shoot a pistol. Then it takes a while to learn how to shoot a rifle and then shoot a shotgun. Not everybody's got it all figured out, but as the more you practice, are y'all with me? Like at the baseball park, <laughs> it takes practice. We practice and we get hollered at so that we learn to hustle. And if there's no hustle, you put your butt on the bench until you get some hustle. You don't eat nachos. (laughs) 
You don't get up in the middle of the game and pack your bags and leave and quit. That happened yesterday. What? This is the first day of ball. And we've already packed our bags and left. Who does that? Don't allow your kid to quit. You just set a precedence for failure the rest of their life. You suck it up. You get back in there, buttercup, and I don't want to see you until this game's over. I don't care if you lose every game all year, but you ain't quitting. I told you this was already written. (laughs) Falling away. I can't even imagine the precedence that we set when we don't teach perseverance and endurance and overcoming. How are we to walk by faith if we have no persistence, perseverance, and endurance, and over... Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Jess, how many horses have you been through, do you think, in your life, trying to find a good barrel horse? Yeah, see, it's so dang many. But do you still love to run barrels? How many, Joel? Still... Come on, y'all see what I'm talking about. You... Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32. We read this last week, but we got to connect all these dots. And by smooth words, he, who he, the, one, the robber, the ones who are trying to rob you of your faith, the one that's trying to rob you, put fear and doubt on you, by smooth words, he will turn to godless, godlessness, those who act wickedly. In other words, those who are wrong-headed about the covenant. But the people who know their God will display strength and take actions. In other words, they will do great exploits. They will excel. They will take action. They're not people who just sit back and do nothing, who just come to church on Sunday and listen to this guy. Come on. But it's people who are bearing down, enduring, overcoming, working through. Come on. Are y'all with me? The word know, it means to discover, discern, familiar friend, be learned by seeing. See, most believers have no idea of the power that's on the inside of them because they won't learn about who God is. And when God gets scary, how many of y'all been walking with God long enough he's scary? How many, how many of y'all walk with God long enough you just don't quite understand? Sometimes he just don't make sense. His own family, his own family came to get him. Hey, 
We, we can't even get to Jesus, but you, can you go tell him his mother and brothers are here and we need to talk to him? Yeah. Hey, Jesus, your mother and your brother is here. Who is my mother and my brother? Oh, my God. What? He's lost it. Come on. Jesus is not always going to make sense. He might cast a demon into a bunch of hogs. That went over real well. Got him kicked off the whole island. Right? Spits on the ground, makes a little mud, puts it in people's eyes. How much sense does that make? It does not make sense. I'd love to see that in our day right now. I'm telling you right now, if Jesus came to our churches and didn't talk King James, they'd throw him out. I know that they would. Come on, are y'all with me? See, getting to know God is a discovery over a lifetime. But we have to keep moving forward into the things and the ways of God, learning and discerning. See, it took Moses. I love this. You, you get to looking at Moses' life, 120 years. Moses, it took Moses 40 years to learn man's wisdom. God taught Moses man's wisdom in Egypt. That's why, you know, washing hands, doing all that kind. Moses learned all that stuff. 40 years. Took Moses another 40 years on the backside of the mountain to learn that he needed God. Come on. Then it took Moses another 40 years to learn how to walk in his power. So it's a lifetime of learning and discerning Come on, but moving forward during all of it. Does that make sense? So relax and get to know him. The ones that fall away, they don't renew their, they, they, don't, they won't be transformed by the renewing of their mind. Transformation takes time. It's not just going to happen. Come on, it's going to take practice. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, the importance of renewing our mind is so vital because of the two dialogues that are taking place in our everyday lives. Our, one is the inside dialogue that's transforming our spirit man. Come on. Growing our faith to walk in the promises of God. Listen, God laid out, here's the promises. And we have to learn to walk in them. It's like healing. It's like learning. To, it's like healing. Everything is telling you in the human, natural, outside dialogue, oh, you ain't going to get by this. And Jesus already said, you were healed. So see, there's a transformation that has to begin to take place. Come on. He says, I'm taking you to where it's pressed down, shaking together, overflowing. 
Come on. God, what? I just don't feel it. Come on. It takes time. It's work to do that. Come on, are y'all with me? Transformation takes time to walk in the promises because that outside dialogue is trying to keep you from the promises. That's what you have to understand. What's in the natural is trying to keep you from possessing the promises. That transformation is taking place because we renew our minds to His Word. And as you read God's Word and your mind is being renewed, see, you have to pick up on key words in the Bible like long-suffering, endure, overcome, faithful, perseverance, persistence. Listen, if these words aren't in your vocabulary, then the inside dialogue is going to be never heard because of the screaming of the human nature dialogue that's saying, you're not going to make it. Come on, y'all, y'all hear what I'm saying? Do y'all understand when I say, there's two dialogues always taking place. There's that dialogue that says, I just don't feel like it today. Right? There's always that dialogue. And then there's that one on the inside that's going, come on, man, you got this. You can do this. You can do this. See, falling away and having an unbelieving heart is going to be inevitable if you can't get the inner dialogue going, endure, persevere, overcome. Y'all hearing me? I, I wish there was another way to sugarcoat this, but there's not. Because we're not living in a day when we can overlook this vocabulary words. We just can't anymore. Look in Luke chapter 8. Verse 15. Everybody knows the parable of the sower. Jesus is given a parable. And, and it's always good to pay attention when he says, the kingdom of heaven is like, the kingdom of God is like, or heaven... He, when he begins to compare what's going on in heaven to what's going on here, that is key to getting this inner dialogue headed in the right direction. And so he's given us an example by the sowing of the seeds. And he gets down to what the good seed, verse 15, and the seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word in an honest and good heart and hold it fast, and bear fruit with what? Perseverance. With perseverance. How important is that? When he said, those who hold it fast, listen, when you hear the words that, 
that come out of these pages. When you hear that word, you got to hold on to them. It says to keep. When it says to hold it fast, it means you got to keep it. The word, uh, it means to keep in memory. It means to possess. To possess. It means to seize on. It means to stay. It means to take it. It means to be possessed with it. Come on. David said, I'm going to hide the word in my heart. And that's what he was doing in Psalms 100. He's in 101. He's like, hey, I ain't going to let that come in. I'm not going to let it come in. Yeah, it's trying to creep in, but here's what I'm fixing to do. I'm fixing to dwell on your word. I'm fixing to hide your word in my heart. Come on, is anybody with me? That word sees to take possession of. What was God always telling them when they left Egypt? You're going to take and possess in Exodus 23, 30, he said, little by little, I will give it to you so that you will learn how to possess and bear fruit. Come on. He wanted them to learn that they're, he's going to give it to them, but they're going to have to go in there and fight for it. Because he wanted them to learn that if they went in, if he just gave it to them, they were going to lose it. They were just going to, they, they weren't going to hold it fast. Come on, do y'all hear me? What was that? Did y'all hear that? Sound like it came from behind me. As your train of the road. <laughs> Apprehend. I like this in the word seize. To vest ownership. Listen, when you, when you take ownership of something, you're protecting it. You're protecting it. Man, when we first bought this place, I'm telling you right now, the trash dumpers, the poachers, the, it, it was unbelievable. And I took ownership and people began dumping trash on what I own. You don't think I didn't jump on the hoods of their cars? I, Daddy, we caught one guy. I jumped on his running board on his truck. His window was down. He's trying to drive off. And I just grabbed the steering wheel. And he's like, no, man, don't do this. Don't do this. His foot's still on the gas. So I just started steering it to the ditch. This is mine. And you ain't dumping your trash on it. Come on, my kids are in here. Yep, sure are. Put your foot on that other pedal. But we're headed to the ditch. Because I own this. 
I'm possessing this. Come on, are y'all with me? Take ownership of your Christianity. Take ownership of what God's given you, deliverance and salvation, by putting this word, come on, y'all hear what I'm saying, and enduring and not allowing the enemy to come dump on you. Because the enemy's always trying to take what's rightfully yours and to dump on you. Come on. We could either be a victim of trash dumpers and dog dropper offers. Come on. Boats. Oh, man, let me tell you, a fiberglass boat burns good. <laughs> Willie loves it. I'm Y'all have no idea. Somebody came across from down the road, and you could see where they drugged the boat all the way down the road and dumped it on our place and then turned around and drove off. Who does that? But I'm telling you, the devil will do stuff outrageous just like that if you don't possess your land. Come on. The word perseverance, endure, patience. And I like this word right here, constancy. Steadfast of mind under duress. Let me tell you something. If you've been walking with Christ and ain't had any duress, hang on. It's coming. It's, it's coming. But let me tell you, when you get on the other side of it, you're going to be stronger for it. You're going to be able to rock on. You're going to be able to go on, kick the devil right in the old teeth and just wave at him. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? a state of being constant or unchanging. We got to see that in Christianity. Our kids need to see that. They need to see that no matter what mom and dad are going through, no matter how bad they screw it up, that you're still going to be constant and faithful and endure and overcome and get it right so that they'll know that your God is the God. I can't tell you how many times I've had to look at my kids and go, I'm going to stick this out so you'll know my God's God. Come on, are y'all hearing me? That needs to be the inner dialogue that's taking place on the inside of you that I'm not quitting this thing. I'm in this for the long haul. Come on, are y'all with me? Fortitude. It's just flat out, bear down grit, y'all. That's what it is. We've always said since we started this church, <laughs> we used to have a rebar cowboy that stood there with pistols like that said, get over it. <laughs> it stood in the front door of the church. We used to always say, we got to get over it ministry because we've had to get over a lot. But you get over it and you move on. And when you take that mentality, 
get over it and move on, let me tell you something. You just, you just keep trudging on. When it rains, what do we do? We put our rubber boots on. When it's dry, we put our tennis shoes back on. Come on. You just handle every situation and circumstance according to what's going on. You don't let that dictate to you what's going on. When it's cold, you put on warm clothes. Come on. <laughs> it's the same way with our walk with Christ. Listen, we live in a world of fashion, phases, and fads. But you can't take that into your Christianity because this ain't no fashion, this ain't no phase, and this ain't no fad. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ that has been established for thousands of years. And it ain't going away. We have to renew our mind and get transformed to the way God does things. Matthew chapter 11. Verse 12. It says, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. Come on. There, listen. I love that. I can relate to that. Push your way in. What are the things of God that you're not possessing right now? Come on, think about that. What are the things of God that you're not possessing right now? but you want to. Seize it. Push your way into it. Fight your way into it. Come on. Resist the devil. Refuse him to keep what he's got that is yours. Oh, man. Are y'all with me? See, we have to check our mindset. We have to check daily Today, while it's still called today, Romans 8. Romans 8. Look in verse 25. We all love Romans 8, 28. We know that all things work together for the good. Right? We all know that scripture. But you have to back up. Look at verse 25. It said, but if we hope... For what we do not see, uh-oh, with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. See, that's not our microwave society. We don't like hoping for things we don't see. We like to see it sitting on the shelf and grab it. Right? We like to look at it where you pull up, I need two tacos, super tacos, french fries, Thank you, Jack. And we like that. But if we hope for what we do not see, with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. And in the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. 
For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. Now I understand there's a lot of folks that believe that speaking in tongues. I'm telling you right now, it ain't got nothing to do with speaking in tongues. It got what to do when you're hoping to see something and you're in a bind and you don't see it and you ain't got no words and you're groaning. The Holy Spirit says, I got you. You ain't got no words and you can't do this, but let me tell you something. I'm fixing to connect with God's heart and will for your life and I'm fixing to walk you through this. Now keep enduring. Now keep overcoming. Now keep persevering. Now keep going forward. Don't stop. I've got this. I know what God says about you. And you're so bowed up. You can't even, I don't understand what's going on. I don't. Come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? This ain't got nothing to do with speaking in tongues. Yeah, we speak in tongues. I ain't saying we don't. But what I'm saying is, is that there's going to be times in your life when you're groaning so bad, moaning, hurting, that, come on. Are y'all with me? God, I know what your word says. And you're going to have to grit your teeth and you're going to have to bear down and you're going to have to trust that. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to His purpose. Come on. You have to settle that right there. Your love, it surrounds me and I can't get away. There will come a time when you're going to sing that song through gritted teeth. You love me when I'm lost. And God, you love me till I'm found. I've been to the bottom. I've been to the top. There's no place that you can go that His love can't be found. And He is constantly calling us and saying, come on, I got this. Just keep believing. Just keep saying, come on, See, Romans 15. Look, I know it's a lot of scripture, but you got to see it. Romans 15, 4. For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, that girl's going to preach one day. Now, may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another according to Christ, Jesus. 
that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. That means every one of us understand that we're going to have to persevere and endure. And when people come in, listen, here's how important this is. When people come in and the enemy has been running roughshod on their life, they can come in here and we with one accord can smile and go, we've been right there with you. You're going to have to endure. You're, it's work, I know, but let me tell you something. Here's what's awesome is when you have endured, when you have gone through the pit, when you have gone through prison, when you have... God's going to put you in the palace. Come on. There is waiting for you. Keep hoping. Keep pushing. Keep going forward. Come on, I'm here with you. I'll help coach you through this. And God gets the glory. Come on. See, the mindset to bear fruit, whatever is taking place, whatever it takes to possess, whatever pressures come that you're having to endure steadfast, listen, look in Luke chapter 11. On the hills, <laughs> I love this. And, and look, we've called this the Lord's Prayer. Well, we'll get to that. Look in Luke chapter 11, verse 5. Right after the Lord's Prayer, which is not the Lord's Prayer, it's the disciples' prayer. Jesus doesn't know how, how Jesus knows how to pray. Okay? And he says, he recognizes Father. He's telling us, recognize the source. Okay? Recognize the source. Father, hallowed. Then he says, honor him. Then he says, kingdom. In other words, submit to the rule and the authority and the reign of the kingdom. The Father is the source. Hallowed is honored. And then his kingdom is his rule and reign. And when we submit to that, then the need for bread, the need for forgiveness, and to help us through all the temptations. See, it doesn't have to take 120 years. Come on. It doesn't have to take 120 years to learn how to pray and submit and to do all of that and to seize Come on, it doesn't have to take all that. Now look in verse 5. And he said to them, right after teaching us how to pray, here comes some examples. Suppose one of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me from a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside he shall answer and say, do, do not bother me. The door has already been shut and my children and I are in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything 
because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And I say to you, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. For everyone who seeks, everyone who asks receives. And he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it shall be opened. Now listen, I get the commentaries, the religious commentaries that talk about that we are the guy and the visitor is the, the sinner and the brick. I, I get all that. But we miss the spiritual impact of what he's talking about if we don't see the word persistent. And right after Jesus is teaching his disciples how to pray, he teaches them a spiritual lesson in persistence that we've missed. Because we pray the Lord's Prayer in repetition. When he says, don't pray in repetition. But we pray it in repetition. But yet we miss the whole thing. But yet we're going to, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Come on. And we do this in pursuit. But we miss the spiritual impact of what he's trying to say. And the word persistence is nothing more than shameless. Shameless. We don't know nothing about that. Because we don't like to be uncomfortable or looked at like we're crazy. We don't like to be persistent to the point of making ourselves a spectacle. But yet this man would not quit knocking, would not quit asking until he got something to feed his visitors. Come on, are y'all with me? It was his persistence, his shameless, you couldn't shame him. Boy, leave me alone, I'm in bed. Oh my God, I'm on a, I got to get up. If I don't get up, he ain't going to quit and ain't nobody going to sleep. Now his wife's going, get up, get him some bread. <laughs> Tell him to leave. Well, the only way he's going to leave, come on, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, where is that kind of faith when we begin praise and worship? Where is that kind of persistence on Monday morning 
when we wake up and we're having to deal with things, are we going to the Father? Are we going to the source persistently? Are we honoring His name by saying, God, I can't do this without you, and I'm asking you, I need you to move on my family's behalf. I need you to... Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying? Are you submitting to the authority of the kingdom? Are we that persistent to be able to see the spiritual change in our life that we need to see? To pass that on to our kids. Listen, there's no success without successors. And let me tell you, the kingdom of God needs you to succeed in being persistent and persevering so that you can pass that on. You're passing the kingdom on to your kids. That you will do whatever it takes. Where's that persistence? Are y'all with me? Persistence. Do we have a shameless faith? See, the enemy robs believers, getting them to buy into shame all the time, every day. Getting them to accept that God's too busy for their problems. Or I've messed this up so bad, again, he won't hear me. Or I know God can, but I don't know if he will. Come on. See, we'll accept in that kind of shame and not pursue God but we'll buy into the fact that we've done screwed this up. But will we keep knocking on a door till it opens? Will we keep seeking until we find? Come on. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you, in the day in which we live, we got to understand this. We, we got to understand it. The world is coming a fallen away world is coming. I, listen, the devil has been ramping up his attacks. He's not backing down. He knows his time is short. So he's pushing with everything. And let me tell you something, 2020, really he got emboldened. And he is pushing and pushing and it's affecting our school systems, our government. Every day you keep hearing about some of the most ridiculous things that is coming from our school systems. Right here. Right here in Dayton, Texas, Liberty County. Crosby, right here. It's happening. The devil's after us. And you can bet he ain't going to back up. But if believers don't get as persistent as he is, we ain't going to win this thing. <laughs> In our lives, let me say that. We win, God wins, regardless. 
But let me tell you something. I'm taking ownership of this. I want to win. Come on. See, we live under constant doubt that brings in the fear that God's mad at us or he's far off and he won't move. You can't live under that. That's what's so powerful about that word. His love, it surrounds me. I can't get away. You can't get away from God's love. Because believers go once, they go one time, well, God didn't move. Well, it doesn't matter. Keep going, keep going. It might be a timing issue or it might be something we're having to learn or it might be some obedience that we're having to get. Listen, there's always two questions I ask myself when I start having to bear down. Is this a faith test or is this an obedience test? That's the question that you got to ask. Okay, is this a faith test or is there something I need to be obedient about? Does that make sense? Matthew chapter 5, and I'm about done. Getting close. Closer. Are y'all okay? I didn't hear a lot of okays. Matthew 15, 22. <laughs> and behold, a Canaanite woman came out from the region and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came to him and kept asking him, saying, Send her away, for she is shouting out after us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, That's shameless perseverance. That's shameless persistence. That's enduring insults. That's not being intimidated by what's going on in the natural. But something on the inside of her is saying, this man has been casting out demons, been laying hands on the sick, and they've been recovering, and I'm getting to be a part of that. I'm not going to quit. Come on. Whatever it takes. But she came and began to bow down before him. Began to honor him. Began to recognize. Submitted to him. Come on, y'all seeing this? This is the disciples' prayer in action. In action. The people who know their God, come on. Lord, help me. He answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. This woman was not raised in church. This woman was not anywhere near religious. This woman 
all she had was persistence. Shameless persistence. Didn't know anything else. Come on. And look what he said. But she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. She refused to be offended. She refused to be offended. You ain't going to offend me because I ain't leaving here. And I'm not leaving. Your word says it. This is what it said. Your word says you work all things out for the good. Your word says that I was healed 2,000 years ago. Your word says I was delivered. You came. Come on. I'm not leaving. I long for the day when people come and dive at the altar and refuse for us to quit worshiping. Refuse to to let me come up and start preaching until they get what they're looking for and they're going to worship whether I'm preaching or whether the band's playing or whatever or we lock the door and turn the lights out, but they're not leaving. Here's what I'm going to do. You stay here as long as you want. And don't you get up till you get what you came here for. Because the God I serve is waiting for that shameless, childlike faith. Have you ever seen a little kid? They're shameless. They're persistent. Caleb used to always, if, you, if Caleb couldn't get your attention, he'd grab you by your face and make you look at him. Daddy. Look at me, Daddy. Look at me. Look at me. Come on, there's somebody here right now. You need to crawl up in God's lap and you just want to grab him. Come on, what does your little kid do when he comes to you? Come on, when's the last time you went to God and just... Persistent. Nobody in here refuses this. I've never seen it done. Come on, when's the last time Look what Jesus said. Oh woman, your faith is great. Look what, he, look what he says. In the midst of all the people around going, hey, run her off. 
She's bothering the service. She's messing up our move of God here. <laughs> oh, how long for people to come and mess up what we got going here? To come and just interrupt it for a crumb. What did he, what was he always telling them? I'm the bread of life. And then he throws out a crumb for them to get a hold of. And the only one that grabbed it was the shameless one that said, I won't even the crumb. Because it's a crumb of life. I'll take it. You can call me a dog if you want, but I'm not leaving here. Let me tell you, the world is waiting for our shameless faith. All creation longs for the sons and daughters of God to have a shameless faith. Come on, y'all with me? Pressing in. First Peter three thirteen. And who is there to harm you if you prove zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. And do not fear their intimidation. And do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as the Lord in your hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you. Yet with gentleness and reverence. Come on, man. He's, don't let people intimidate you. Don't quit. Come on, y'all stand with me. Don't allow the enemy to intimidate you from... Come on, how irritating is that? Have you ever had somebody just ring the doorbell? Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I'm coming! Right? Mama, 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 mama. Come on. Come on, does this make sense? Persistence. Shameless faith. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? What you got, Hannah? Hold on, here, Josh is... Josh is coming. 
<laughs> Thank you, Josh. Uh, you're talking about a Luke 11. And you said that uh, a lot of the scholars kind of take it one way, but there's another way we can take that. I'm just going to read it from the NLT. It says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit and I have nothing for him to eat. And suppose he calls out from his bedroom, don't bother me, the door is locked for the night and my family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. I tell you this though, he won't do it for friendship's sake. If you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. <laughs> what I found interesting there is that he wasn't there for the bread for himself. He was there for the bread for his friend. Yeah. And so I want to encourage you this morning. I heard he's ready to go for the one. It's good. He's ready to leave the 99 and he's going for the one. So if you have somebody that you're believing for and you don't feel like you have it for yourself, keep knocking. That's keep going. Good. You might not have the word, but God does. You might not have the wisdom, but God does. And Holy Spirit is a friend who is willing to, when you ask, he will provide. That's good, Hannah. That's good. That's y'all's youth, Pastor. It's good. Man, isn't God good? I want to encourage you this morning. Crawl up in his lap. Just get a hold of him. He said, woman, woman, your faith is great. And then here's what he said. Be it done to you as you have said. Just like that, she was delivered. Wasn't even there. The demon left her daughter. Can you imagine going home and your daughter is sitting there free? Wow. Because you refused to be intimidated and to quit. Father, we come to you this morning. Your word is so rich, so powerful. It's so right now, so relevant for right now. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus. We honor you, Father. Because we can't do this without you. Lord, help us to have a persistent, shameless faith that we're going to keep pushing, keep believing, keep speaking, regardless of what's going on on the outside. Regardless of what we see and what we're hearing. 
Lord, help us to have a do-whatever-it-takes attitude to bear down, to walk in the promises. Father, I thank you and I praise you that people will see hope and have hope because they see us walking through it, possessing joy, peace. Father, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Love y'all. See you Wednesday.